0: Hello and welcome to day 3 of the 10-day declutter challenge. So today we are going to talk very briefly about balance. And this is a good time to mention that each one of us is going to have a different idea of what decluttered looks like, the same way a lot of us have a different idea of what clutter looks like. For some of us, having a stack of file folders on our desk isn't clutter, that's just our operating procedure. And We need to remember that we shouldn't compare ourselves with others' standards. This is really talking about how we come to the place where we are working at our peak. And to be quite honest with you, what I've learned is that oftentimes because we are not linear in our thinking Having the stacks of files actually is a, is a visual reminder of the things that we need to do. The same way that a to-do list is a visual list of things that we need to do. So it's a prompt that helps us to stay on task. So please don't feel that you can't have those stacks because if it is what works, remember when we talked about the motivating factor, the motivating factor for me in my office was to be more productive. So of having a stack of file folders that I can look at in the morning and say, ah, this is what I have to do today and work my way through them. Well, that helps me to stay on task and be productive. So the end is not having a spotless home. Okay, this isn't what this challenge is about. We're trying to find a way that is going to work to really bring out the best in all of us. So in, in regard to balance, we've talked about not having perfection or not comparing your perfection to somebody else because a little bit of clutter could inspire you. You might find that you can do different tasks at once. I find that my time is better used if I've got an audio book because I feel like, well, I'm learning something while I'm doing this monotonous task of you know, sorting out stuff. And it helps me to not really... Feel all of the attachment that I have. I can kind of be a little bit uh, disengaged from that emotional attachment that I have, especially when it comes to my books, because I know I don't need them all. But if I sit and start to read through them as I'm sorting or or planning what I'm going to do with them, uh, then I can really get hyper focused on that and completely lose hours of time. So find what works best for you. You might find that you do better organizing on your computer. I have a very difficult time with that. I'm very visual it doesn't do me any good to have it on the computer. If I get a reminder on my computer, I'm gonna swipe it away and I'm gonna completely forget. But if I have a Post-it attached to my my monitor, then I can say, ah, that's what I have to do today and I won't forget. And you know how I feel about my index cards? I keep my index cards where I go because it is always something very visual that I can hang on to and look and check off as I go. So you're gonna find what works best for you. Now. On the flip side of that, I have learned that I have to embrace technology. It's not going anywhere. And I did learn that I could really do a better job filing my emails, so I created labels and have been able to file some things there so that if I'm not at my desk or at home, I'm able to email that stuff to myself as a reminder. So before I head to the the store, I'll either text myself the list or I'll shoot an email, an ongoing email of things that I need to do. So when I'm at the store and realize that I forgot my list, it's just a question of opening up my phone and checking my email and it's, it's there. All right, so I want you to consider that we have to take some breaks. Some of us will work better for longer periods of time. I have found that an hour and a half is really a good time if I'm gonna do something really intensive that isn't like really thoughtful. If it's decluttering, it's something that I can just kind of do and enjoy and it's fine, an hour and a half is fine. Now, if I'm writing something or I'm doing research, 25 minutes is pretty much my max. I have to stand up, I have to, you know, Shake it off a little bit. So, this is all about finding your balance and finding what works best for you. If you like stacks, keep them. If you want piles, have them. Whatever works for you, because this is going to be the basis of these habits that we're beginning to develop so that we can continue to stay on top of the clutter. If you have feelings of inadequacy, I want you to consider how uh, you're measuring yourself. Oftentimes we think that the more we have, the happier we'll be. You may have heard of hedonic adaptation, or it's also called the hedonic treadmill. And this is basically the idea that we have a stable level of joy or happiness. And even if you get like, if I get a Jaguar, which I have had in the past, it was exciting for a little bit of time, but truly my base level of happiness was the same after having had it for a little while, you kind of adapt to the high. And the same is true, fortunately, that some terrible things have happened. You know, when I got my divorce, that was pretty devastating, but I was able to come back to the normalization of my happiness. So you can look at that and really consider that when you buy something, you can have all the excitement of it. Oh, you can't wait, you're watching the UPS tracking system to see when this new gadget's going to come to you and you feel like that's going to be the game changer. That's going to be the one thing that just, you know, blows you away and you get it and maybe you don't get a chance to unpack it right away and then it sits in the corner and then you finally get to it and you realize, God, there's a lot of instructions here and I don't know how to put it together and maybe it takes you another two weeks and now it's become this eyesore that's sitting in your living room and you finally get around to putting it together. You use it once or twice and then it becomes something else that you have to find a home for. So consider that. Another part of the balance is balancing things with experiences. And the older I get, the more I find that I just want to have experiences that are incredible. And to that end, I, I do feel like it's important To capture that, right? The the physical manifestation of an experience could be a photo or a souvenir, something small, an amulet or something that you can carry with you. And I think that those are ways that we can consider when you are buying something in the store. Is this really going to create this joy? Or is it just going to become a normalization again? Just something else to fill a void. And how can you fill that space? What experience can you enjoy versus buying something tangible and bringing it home? Okay. So that really is all that I have today. I would uh, also encourage you to make this fun. You know, this is this can be a really labor-intensive and daunting task. So the balance there is to make it as fun as you can. Create a scavenger hunt. You know, find the list that I gave you on day one and hand it to your children or give it to your husband and say, let's have a race to see how many things y'all can find. And whoever tosses the most in, you know, 10 minutes wins a prize or whatever. So you can make it part of your exercise program. If I know that I'm going to be doing a lot of work around the house, I always keep a little pedometer or I keep my iPhone in my in my pocket so that it measures my steps. Because at the end of the day, I can feel like, hey, I also got my 10,000 steps in while I was decluttering. So balance <laughs> that is what I have today. And remember to check off the list if you've done your 10-day your 10-item declutter, and then look at the worksheets for sorting today. And I will see you again tomorrow.